0: Who are the men who would create a life whose only hope is to die? Hello and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week, we bring you a sort of mythology one. I guess it's pretty much (laughs) mythology. It is mythology, I would say. (laughs) We watched Season 5, Episode 6 and 7, Christmas Carol slash Emily. Christmas Carol aired December 7th, 1997. Mm -hmm. And it was written by John Scheiben, Vince Gilligan, and Frank Spotnitz. And directed by Peter Markle. The plot is. While visiting her brother and sister-in-law for Christmas. Scully starts to receive uh, mystery phone calls. From a person that sounds a lot like her sister Melissa. She follows the clues and finds a little girl. She is convinced is Melissa's child. No one in her family supports her. Um, yeah, so just diving in i don't have any like i'm just like no fun facts no. no the fun fact is that they're saying they're in san diego and they're very
1: obviously not um oh,
0: like dead leaves like san diego leaves. is green all
1: year round y'all like the only actual <laughs> shot of san diego is actually i think in emily um they like show the outside of like san diego city hall and like that's real yeah but that was. That's, I love that's a when they fact. do that. It's so fun. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, oh, this isn't San Diego, and it looks cold too. And like, San Diego doesn't get that cold. Like, it gets yeah. cool, but not like yep in the forties.
0: They did have a different actress cast for Emily in Christmas Carol.
1: Oh, and then
0: they had to like reshoot some of Christmas Carol because the other actress wasn't working out, so they had to recast her. Is that
1: why Emily didn't talk at all in A uh, Christmas Carol?
0: <laughs> yeah, she does not. So she's such a weird kid, like, for various reasons. Yeah, I was like... We'll get into it.
1: They know three-year-olds can talk, right? Like, she doesn't make a
0: peep. Not X-Files three-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have a tight shooting schedule. Like, we cannot be sitting here waiting for this three-year-old to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be real with y'all. I didn't make the g- great connection between c- this episode being called Christmas Carol and there being a lot of flashbacks.
1: Yeah, and that's on me.
0: To like, be honest, it's Ghost Melissa. Yeah, <laughs> ghosts. I just I I don't that that one's on me. I you know I I'm not a big Dickens fan, so some of it's on him. I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apologies okay. to any of the Dickens stands that we offend.
0: <laughs> they don't know how to work technology. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure some some young people love Dickens. I don't know. I don't hate him or anything. It's just like he's look. fine. He's fine. Give now, John Steinbeck. That's a writer.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Steinbeck, I can do. I can do short form Steinbeck. Short form Steinbeck, <laughs> great. Long form Steinbeck, I'm sorry, great. too much. <laughs>
0: too much have you ever read east of eden like yes it's too much i loved it i didn't yes <laughs> i loved grapes of wrath loved east of eden actually hate uh of mice and men yeah that's the one i do hate i like canary row okay i haven't read that one i should check it out yeah so scully and maggie venture back home to san diego because that is where bill's stationed for christmas in san diego and christmas in october for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I there are like there's another christmas episode we're going to watch and I'm like I don't think it's going to line up. It might <laughs> line up kind of close to christmas, but it'd be funny. Bill's wife is pregnant, which christmas baby. Well first of all she didn't have the baby in christmas. It's like new year's baby, but still rude.
1: Yeah. Well, the baby was like she was like super pregnant. She was like 41 yeah. weeks, which like normally it's like 39 for humans, so Mm-hmm. She she was overdue. I'm
0: like I mean I'm gonna sue them for this because she was like a, a late she was late and pregnant at, around Christmas and I was a I was two weeks late and or born around Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> this they just stole my life story. Shelby's like this is actually not great IRL. <laughs> I ask every person who has a December birthday if they like it, and, like, 80% of them don't like it, so.
1: Definitely depends on, like, where you fall on that line in December. Like, early December, I think you're good, but, like, mid to late December, it just falls too much in with, like, Christmas and New Year's.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Maggie is very sad because she's back where she raised her family, and now her family is, like, she's, like, Scully has four siblings, so she seems like she's a big family, but now, like, after her dad died and Melissa died and Charlie is Mm -hmm. never going to be seen on the show. It really is just like her and like her daughter, Dana and her son, Bill Jr. And that's about it. Right. (laughs) It's very sad. It's the same house layout, which makes sense because it's base housing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It totally does make sense. (laughs) And Scully answers the phone as Bill is like upstairs taking the package. Taking the luggage upstairs. And it says, like, someone is saying that she needs you, Data. And it sounds a lot like Melissa because mm-hmm. it is, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Who knows? <laughs> Let's be real.
1: It's Melissa's Do they ever want
0: to explain it? No. Uh, She does have Bill Jr. drive her over to the house that she traces the phone call is coming from. It's just funny to me. The detective is annoying and is confused why this FBI agent just showed up Mm -hmm. and they go through the whole thing about the phone. She got a call 20 minutes ago. He's been there for 30, etc. Yeah. But we find out the woman at the house died by suicide and she has a three-year-old daughter and a husband who I don't think is there at the time. But Scully does tell Bill Jr. that she thinks it was Melissa. Like... Mm -hmm. Who called her, like, very early. Like, I thought that would be something she'd hold closer to her chest, you know? Yeah. But it's right before the credits, so it's a nice, like, stinger of, like, I think it was my sister. And Scully's, like, a bit fixated on this girl, because she does look a lot like Melissa. Right. And she's giving, like, bad vibes to the detective, which I don't blame him or anything, but he's, he was very mean to her. Yeah. He was like,
1: what are you doing here, like... He's kind of just like really annoyed by her presence. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So Scully family eating dinner, and Scully decides to call Mulder, and he's like running into his apartment wearing some sort of do rag, which (laughs) I'm confused. What the costume? I okay. Reason of what that was. I could not
1: clearly see the scene because like X-Files lighting on my TV is just like bad. I don't know. (laughs) But I couldn't very clearly see what he was wearing and I was like it looked like he just had like a random like towel or something on his head and I was like <laughs> clearly he is busy
0: and has something going on um yes yep <laughs> very weird his hair is not like okay I'm gonna be a, I don't know exactly the purpose of a do-rag I think it is to keep your hair kind of yeah it's, to it's like, like protect your hair or something and, yeah but he is like he has white boy hair and it's short. Right. And I'm like,
1: what are you pretending? It's not like he has like yeah. He doesn't have the right type of hair to wear that. It's also yeah. Just, anyway,
0: is, he looks goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Comes off very iffy. I don't even think it's iffy. I think it just he looks goofy wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Because I I think my my dad rocks a do rag and I feel like he pulls it off pretty well, but Mulder no. Mm-mm. <laughs> I do to see the hair. Anyway. <laughs> he picks up, but she didn't respond. And I was like surprised he didn't call back. I don't know if he knew it was her or what. Yeah. But there was no scene of him calling him back. He was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bill's wife has this line here that's just really setting the episode up for like how much it's going to annoy me and mm-hmm. you. Where she says uh, about her pregnancy, mm-hmm. I can't help but thinking life before now was somehow less, just a prelude. And it was just like, oh my god, I don't want to hear these guys write about like what it means to like be pregnant, <laughs> right,
1: or to like, like be a mother. Like you're, you don't uh, exist until you become a mother. It's very annoying. It's very frustrating. It's, uh, it's, like, it's so infantilizing. It is. It's like there are like pregnant people who are kind of smug about the fact that they're pregnant, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, we get it. Ooh, good for you. But like, this is like beyond that because you know, it's written by three men and it's just like, yeah. And it was
0: like very clearly pointed at Scully.
1: Right. And it's like clear, like obviously like some women do feel that way, but like it just comes off as so icky and so annoying because like it's at Scully who, you know, at this point they've already established before that, like she can't have children.
0: Yeah. So. So. Sucks. Uh, And like, it's not like a situation wouldn't happen like this. Like some smug pregnant person says something to someone who is infertile that's like very tone deaf and insulting. Tara doesn't know this about Scully. But. Right. That's like a real thing. But it adds like an extra layer of like you're putting your character in a situation for this to happen and you made her infertile. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is all of the steps are something that y'all have done and it's it's it just feels like unnecessarily cruel especially because
1: like tara doesn't know i feel like if like tara did know and it was like a pointed statement like that it could be like oh they just like have like a really bad relationship right like they just Mm -hmm. really don't connect but like tara doesn't seem very mean-spirited she seems actually very kind and so like it doesn't seem like
0: it just seems like she's trying to bond with maggie
1: it seems like she's putting a lot of effort into having a relationship with like her spouse's family so it's like it doesn't make sense why she would say something like that in a scene it's just there to be cruel to scully like
0: yeah and then we're immediately followed up by like scully telling her mom that she's infertile right It's a it's a great scene but again like it's annoying for other reasons right and we get our first flashback, and it's of baby Bill and baby Dana. Again, they're arguing over a rabbit, and poor Dana didn't realize that rabbits need air to breathe, so she <laughs> did put the rabbit in a lunchbox.
1: <laughs> this scene was so sad. It was like oh my God. such a little kid mistake to just like not realize that you're not giving the rabbit enough air.
0: So she opens it, she sees this dead rabbit, and then she sees... The little girl on the staircase, which, like, we find out su- later that it's Melissa mm-hmm. in the flashback. But, like, I thought it was a really good scene. I thought it was, like, yeah, really kept the audience off kilter and confused mm-hmm. in a way that really worked. Right. Like a mystery. Mm-hmm. But not the usual X-Files mystery where it's, like, a whole conspiracy. It's just, like, a little mystery. Right. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. And Scully's cell phone rings this time. And it's the same voice. And so she just shows up at the stranger's house at 3 (laughs) a.m. And the guy is like, huh? (laughs) You need to leave. Yeah. So she does. But he's acting weird. Why are you up at 3 a.m., sir? Mm -hmm. Why are these strangers in your house? She goes to the police to look into the case, and she takes a picture of the little girl to compare to Melissa. And she finds a picture of Melissa. They look very identical. Yeah, you know. And I think you can tell, like in this picture, you can tell it's like a different girl. Mm-hmm. But I feel like her- the recasted Emily and the OG one like looked similar enough that it wasn't. Or maybe they did use the, uh, the second Emily when they reshot it. They look
1: like a little different. Like it's like different but yeah. it's definitely like whenever you see people and you're like, "Oh, you're definitely related." Like very yeah. similar but just unsimilar enough to where you're like,
0: "Oh, that's just the same actress
1: in different clothing."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um the picture of Melissa's uh, in Japan in 1966. Yeah. I want to say. And um this is a bit of I guess it's like a bit of lore that like never made it out of uh a deleted scene because I was I've been looking through some scripts lately cuz mm-hmm. I wanted to find to jump ahead briefly I wanted to find the original Stephen King script for Chinga which we're watching next mm-hmm. but <laughs> so I found some stuff about uh I think it was from a different episode and it was uh part of an Mulder says to Scully about like her living in Japan while her dad was based there so mm-hmm. It's not exactly, like, canon, but it is, like, makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense.
0: I thought it was funny to include that here and then, like, in another episode, and then it also could cut the episode, so it's sort of, like, <laughs> doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scully does the next best thing, which is log into a site <laughs> that catalogs live births in San Diego County, <laughs> and the site is just immaculate it's so 90s <laughs> that's what i'm aiming for that's the kind of side i want to make you know
1: yeah it is very
0: 90s <laughs> she doesn't find any information about emily but she does find out that she's adopted so there's something there and then she has danny send her melissa's files so she can compare a sample from emily to melissa and see if it is melissa's daughter she is fallen asleep in her hectic day she's fallen asleep at her computer at like the dining room table mm-hmm. that's molder behavior like she is losing it
1: yeah that's definitely like i'm working over the holidays at my like parents house behavior you know like you don't really mm-hmm. want to be there
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and bill wakes her up and he's like oh okay and she's like well okay i gotta do work and he's like you weren't going to hang out with us? <laughs> it's like, of course not. She's like, oh, yeah. This is your, your workaholic sister, Bill. like when he's like, this is supposed to be a
1: vacation. And it's like, <laughs> do you know who you're talking to? Like, she, she yeah.
0: literally like picked up a
1: case out of the blue. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, she like, she's losing her mind so bad that she just convinced herself this girl is her sister's her dead sister's child. Yeah, like, that's how much she's avoiding this. <laughs> and her, like, leaving her family on Christmas to work this case is just so funny to me. And I don't know if they meant it to be funny, but, like, him saying, like, lunch and her just going, like, hmm? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just incredible. Yeah. She walks into the police station. She's like, I need an autopsy. I need this. And so she like starts to unrival this apparent suicide and enough to like have them investigate it as a murderer mm-hmm. and specifically the husbands be the chief suspect. As per usual. <laughs> yeah. When they go to arrest the husband and search the house. Like he yells at Scully, which is unimportant to me. But like she looks outside and there's like guys lurking. And I was like, that's like a certified X-Files moment, you know? Mm -hmm. That's when you know you're in the X-Files. You just see some dudes. Some rando dudes in suits just kind of lurking. In a sedan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she finally gets home. And so no lunch, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Melissa's file gets there. And it's 2 a.m. and she is just still working because she's a, she's a bit nuts. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it's like, it's very much how stressed she is and how emotional this, you know, she is about this. Yeah. And I really like that aspect of it. Like, this feels like it's a, uh, a side of Scully we haven't seen. Like, we've seen her upset
1: mm-hmm. and
0: like... like i don't know it just feels different to me
1: she definitely feels like she's spiraling a bit like she's definitely like capital letters like not okay and like you kind of know her family's kind of annoyed with her because like Mm -hmm. they're trying to spend time with her and like trying to check in on her and she's just like mia the entire time and just being like no i'm fine just working the case and it's like Mm -hmm. you're very clearly not fine. So (laughs) yeah. And this is like her just like not okay era.
0: (laughs) So I, I liked what, what her family did in the sense that like, I thought it made a ton of sense of Mm -hmm. them to like be doubting her and to like be pushing her, but like kind of gently. But I was curious if you thought it was like annoying or like frustrating that they didn't believe her.
1: No, I thought it was pretty reasonable because, like, honestly, it's a pretty wild thing to yes. just, like, throw out. And, like, it's one of those moments where, like, if she had been with Mulder, it would have been, like, oh, yeah, of course.
0: Like, Melissa had a secret <laughs> baby. Like, let's let's yes. do it. Um, like, she literally sounds like a Redditor commenting yeah. on, like, a Our Relationship Advice post right. or
1: something. Right. And, like... <laughs> like- I think also the fact that, like, she's presenting this information of, like, she got Emily's DNA and, like, Melissa's DNA, and there's, like, basically an overlap, which means they're related, um, like, and, like, tells her mother, like, whenever, at (laughs) 2 a.m., whenever her mother's, like, where the hell were you, like, all day, like, you said you would meet us for lunch and you didn't, and the point of this whole thing is to spend time with your family and you're not spending any time with us. And then for her to be like, Oh, by the way, I think Melissa might've had a secret child. It's kind of just like, what? Like, of course her mom's not going to believe her. (laughs) Like, of course her mom's like extremely frustrated. Like I was annoyed by Bill, but like, that's just because like, I don't like the way he's just kind of like big brother to her, you know, it's like, she's an adult. He,
0: He doesn't have the right tone. No,
1: he doesn't. But, like, I, I, I liked it that her mom was just kind of like, this is insane. Because it is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that yeah. was that was a nice little contrast. Like, Scully can have her spirals around Mulder and it seems normal and fine. But her family is like, you're not okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love, like, Maggie's, like, Melissa would have told me if she right. had a secret child. And, and Scully is just, like, skipping over that. Like, yeah. like sure, I can kind of, but, like... I trust Maggie to know her daughter. Right. And I don't know what their relationship was like. I feel like they, they, I feel like they got along. Like they seemed decently different opinions, but barely, you know what I mean?
1: Right. It's also like, I, you know, whether or not Melissa would have told her about a secret child is, you know, irrelevant. It's like Maggie fully believes that she would have. And that's kind of the more Mm -hmm. important part there.
0: And, yeah, like you said, she says it's Melissa's daughter. And mm-hmm. then in the next scene, she's like, it's a 60% chance. And it's like, girl, like, you're a scientist. Yeah, you should know. It's not a Why slam Why would down. you tell her? Yeah. <laughs> this is just more proof that she's kind of losing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, girl, calm down. <laughs> yeah. But Maggie is, like, very supportive and, like, trying to, like, settle Scully down. Right. right? And Jillian is doing amazing work here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a good scene. I loved... I actually, after rewatching it, I was like, I think I do like Christmas Carol. Like, I think this is a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I hate Emily, but <laughs> yeah. I think Christmas Carol is like actually good.
1: Yeah. I think Christmas Carol is a great setup. And then Emily is just kind of a messy
0: blah, blob of. It's just like, what, what did we think they were going to do with the myth yeah. arc at this point? <laughs> they don't even really know. Like, they have been spinning their wheels for so long with the myth arc, it's hard to know, like, what it was good at this point, you know? Yeah. And we have a short scene of uh, another flashback. Now she's a teen, and um, I think this was played by Jillian's sister. Jillian's baby Scully was played by Jillian's real-life sister. Cute. I know, it was cute. I won't say anything about Zoe's acting ability then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it can be cute that it's her sister, but also there's maybe a reason why one of them it is was fine. continued acting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. How are you supposed to compete with Jillian? Like, oh, I, my sister is like Jillian Anderson.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like my sister is an actress and is like good, but not like Jillian Anderson. But if like, uh-huh. yeah, my sister was Jillian Anderson, I'd be like, you know what? I'm just not going to go into
0: acting. <laughs> Yeah, she's she too had, good. She had a ton of fun, so Aww. very happy for Zoe. Yeah, and uh, uh, Scully being like a a braces nerdy teen is just very funny. I I loved the braces. I was like, I just don't think Scully was ever awkward, but like maybe so she awkward. Was.
1: It was such awkward like teenager braces acne phase. Like you can yeah. tell the hormones are starting to to happen and also the fact that like (laughs) melissa's a little older and is like kind of annoyed like not super annoyed by like young dana as teenagers in the scene but like you can kind of see her be like she's a little bossy in the way that older sisters Mm -hmm. are yes i mean we keep telling her to like shut up right (laughs) we are both the younger sister of two older sisters so i feel like this is very relatable for us yes
0: yes and then, and then, if we got in trouble for opening presents, it was obviously right. my older sister's idea. It was not mine at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called deflecting blame. Yep. It's like the only thing we have for a uh, going for us. Yeah, it's it's a
1: great defense mechanism as a younger sibling. I feel like people don't really understand. Um, a lot of the dynamics of like having an older sister especially because it's like yeah of course Mm -hmm. as the younger sister i would like immediately like rat her out or whatever to protect myself yes but
0: like exactly there's a lot of like like, they are mean they
1: are so mean there's a lot of psychological (laughs) torture (laughs) there's also like a lot of discussion it's not like oh hey let's go open presents early like there's a lot of like coercion of the older sister to get the younger sibling yes. to also do it so like they don't just get in trouble you both get in trouble yeah there's a lot of a lot of <laughs> dynamics there
0: <laughs> yeah and and both of our sisters are like more than a year i think mm-hmm. i think melissa based on that picture of her being three in 1966 guessing she was born like 1963 yeah and Scully was born in 64, it's so much she's closer. Probably one or two. Yeah. One and a half or something.
1: Yeah, that's a much closer age gap. Um when there's a there's, when there's a bigger age gap, there's some more bullying.
0: Yes. We're not we're not in the same league like cognitively, you know. <laughs> no. I can't be held justifiable for my actions. <laughs> Literally. Also, I don't like the chain is really long on the necklace. Because this is a scene where she gets her 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 cross cross necklace. And the chain is so long (laughs) to the point where she could just put it over her head. (laughs) Yeah. But that was also true when Mulder wore, wore her cross necklace. It was a very long... It was like a longer chain. Like, he specifically went and got a longer chain to... Be sad wearing her cross necklace. Yeah, I
1: feel like that is just kind of like a practicality of a shoot, like of a of a shoot. Yeah, like you don't want I the weird so. fumbling of someone trying to like fix <laughs> the back you of got the. Got my hair cut, cotton it.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> detective mentions that there were some sizable bank uh, deposits in the family account. It's a pharmaceutical company where Emily was getting. Uh, she was involved in a trial. A drug trial. Mm-hmm. Which adds another wrinkle to this mystery. <laughs> we find out the mother didn't want Emily in the trial. And then she conveniently died before she could take her out of the trial. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's not looking good for the husband. <laughs> no. It's really not. <laughs> I think he did it. <laughs> and. As Emily is being taken into custody and everything. Scully gives Emily her little cross necklace to wear and it's very cute
1: Mm -hmm. the only
0: people that have worn it are like Scully Emily and Mulder so it's it's a very it's the family heirloom it's
1: really sweet
0: it's like kind of weird but really sweet yeah like I think it's kind of funny because I feel like her in Christmas Carol did like a a better job like connecting with the Mm -hmm. child than in Emily yeah I agree But Jillian mentioned how it was difficult to figure out how Scully would react to having this kid. Like, it was really hard to, like, figure out how to play that. Yeah, It's funny because you think a two-parter would give you more space to do something. But I think in this situation, it really compressed it. You know, like, we spend the entirety of Christmas Carol not knowing it's scully's kid until the very end right <laughs> and so Jillian only has like an episode to like work in these very complex maternal feelings for like a three-year-old that's right. dying
1: yeah i think if they like maybe had that emily reveal which like to us i think as the audience it's a little obvious like earlier on that it's actually scully's daughter Yeah, it just like it does. It does make it feel a little bit rushed. If it maybe happened like more mid of Christmas Carol, it would make a little more sense. Um, Mm. But they're like, no, we have to be too scientifically accurate for once. And this test takes forty (laughs) eight hours to run.
0: (laughs) Just this once. (laughs) Just this once. So Scully is. She's really going through it. She has all these complex emotional feelings, and she still has to spend time with her family. (laughs) And so she's at this Christmas party looking very depressed, just like in the Mm -hmm. corner, staring off longingly for something. And Bill Jr. is finally like, can you help me in the kitchen? And then it's just like, okay, what's wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) Also, they're having the conversation. And (laughs) when Scully tells him that she thinks like Melissa had this secret kid, Mm -hmm. he says like it sounds like something that partner of yours would have said <laughs> would say and it's just like he knows Mulder's name and he refuses to say it i love that little that level of pettiness like oh, god they're still bringing the heat mm-hmm. like and they're still bringing the heat
1: and it is, i love
0: it i just love how much they hate each other
1: it's a core tenant of um of bill's character to not like Mulder yes. to like hate Mulder.
0: He takes his big brother responsibilities very seriously. Very seriously.
1: Maybe a little too seriously as an (laughs) adult, but you know.
0: Yes, yes. Detective calls. Husband confessed. So Scully bolts off because she's like, okay, I want to talk to him. This feels weird. Because he did have an alibi. He was taking their kid to Mm -hmm. the doctors and people saw him there. Yep. And as she's going to the jail, she sees the lurkers leaving husband gets off not surprising even a little No. Nope. <laughs> and then when she gets back home Bill is like okay I want to show you something and he shows her a picture of Melissa from October 94 like right before uh Emily was born and so he's like she's clearly not pregnant here right <laughs> and it <laughs> Scully is just like so in it at this point she is like Maybe she did uh, surrogacy, like, for a child she didn't keep or, like, tell her family about. Uh, Like, Like, makes no sense. Get it together, girl. Like, oh,
1: my God. Well, first she says, well, like, there's in vitro. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, with in vitro (laughs) fertilization, you still need to, like, implant it into a uterus. Like to be carried to full term. And like Oh my
0: god. It
1: yeah, it makes no sense to go through all of the money and time of surrogacy yes. to like just give the baby up for adoption. Like that makes no sense. Like Melissa would not do that. No one would do that.
0: No, it makes zero sense. And Scully is just like clinging onto it, and Bill is like, like a girl. You were not okay. <laughs> And then, like, Bill is, like, telling her, like, oh, mom told me this, mom told me that. And it's just, like, did Maggie just tell, like, Scully's entire business to her brother? Because he's, like, oh, I know, like, you can't have kids. And, like, I know, like, this. It's just, like, oh, my God. (laughs) And Maggie, some discretion would be appreciated here. Right. Sometimes it's,
1: like, it's, like, the the scully's not like she's not gonna talk to anyone about anything so like stuff has to get around (laughs) somehow but it's also like well mom told me that (laughs) and it's like okay you can just say i know you don't have to like say mom told me
0: yeah well
1: mom said that you had to set the table not me tonight
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so they're like having this argument and the door someone knocks on the door and Bill goes to answer it, and then there's just the adoption woman there, and and she's just like, oh, I'm here to talk to you about, like, your position to adopt Emily. And Bill finding it out that way is, like, a little bit iconic, honestly. Like, he just, like, exposed her family secrets and then she just, like, had a stranger tell him that she was, like, trying to adopt a child. (laughs) I love it.
1: Honestly, like, it's so messy. It's hilarious. Like, she cares so little to keep
0: him in the (laughs) loop about anything going on. Like, she's spiraling so hard. Oh my god, yes. It's so funny, because, like, she still has, like, a pretty good familial relationship.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Especially compared to Mulder, but it is kind of funny how, like, secretly dysfunctional they are, but In the sense that, like, it's all Scully. This
1: is Mulder's (laughs) influence. Mulder's, like, rubbing his familial dysfunction off onto Scully.
0: Yeah, she's like, you know what? Mulder has a point. My family doesn't need to know everything. (laughs) But also, like, her parents raising her Catholic and then expecting this not to happen is, like, a little, like, okay, no, you did... No. (laughs) A little on you, she's got all mm-hmm. that guilt and like shame and like hiding things, and it's like that's 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 just Catholicism, Catholic. baby.
1: <laughs> don't want your kids to keep secrets, don't raise them Catholic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the social worker is here to tell Scully that they won't let her adopt Emily, and that understandably, she's single, so <laughs> yes, I, I would be kind of horrified if they did let her, you yeah. know. And my favorite was like when she said, or had a long term relationship. And it's like, are her, her and Mulder have been together for five years? Is that nothing? <laughs> well, let's you know, <laughs> different. <laughs> so Scully goes to bed, has another dream. Of uh, more recently, right before she was about to start at Quantico with Melissa. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing Melinda McGraw again. Yeah. And I loved seeing Melissa. This was and, a fun dream. Fun. Like, why would you show it to me when I can't have it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just reminding me of how many like sister talks you stole from me. Yeah, it, like,
1: literally them. stole.
0: Stole. <sighs> but it was still very sweet and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And Melissa was like very wise and very supportive. And she just said, you need to do what makes you happy. Yeah. And that's your path. And it was very nice.
1: Yeah. It reminds me of, like, sometimes, like, you have a hard time growing up with, like, your siblings who are so close in age to you. Like, as kids, Mm -hmm. that, like, sometimes you have better relationships as adults.
0: You know? Yeah. And Scully is continuing her shriek of, like, sleeping not in a bed and she is woken up on the couch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's She's going Mulder mode. I've been going Mulder mode the past couple of days, too, so I get it. Sometimes <laughs> just, the couch feels better than that. Just waking up at, like, 2 a.m. and being like, well, I guess I'll go to my bed now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's Christmas, and the door rings, and it's the la- test results from whether Emily is actually Melissa's baby. And she isn't. She's Scully's. ba 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 dun dun Oh, also, on the paperwork, you know they had to do it to us, and John Gilnitz is on the paperwork this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, the John Gilnitz crew slipped that one in. I don't know where it was in um, Emily. I mean, I'm sure it happened, but I missed the part where they had John Gilnets in it.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see exactly
0: where it was, but I was looking for it. Yeah, you've got to keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> okay, and that was Christmas Carol. Next, we have Emily, which aired December 14th, 1997, written by John Scheiben, Vince Gilligan, Frank Spotnitz, and directed by Kim Manners. The plot is Mulder joins Scully as she tries to gain custody and take care of the girl, Emily, that she finds out was birthed using her ova harvested from her abduction, Mm -hmm. all while fighting for Emily's life as a mysterious disease takes over her body. Okay, so like, I watch Christmas Carol. I'm like, this is actually kind of good. Like, there's a yeah. lot of emotional beats for Scully, and I think it's like handled pretty well. And mm-hmm. a lot of like family dynamics, and I really liked a lot of what the episode was doing. And then, you know, Emily starts, and you're immediately hit by a voiceover, a sad voiceover by Scully. She is walking in the sand. I hated this voiceover so it much. The and then there's the credits, and you're like, actually, I hate it.
1: I. <laughs> i feel like i have no proof to back this up but i feel like chris carter made them add in this voiceover it just felt like every voiceover he's ever written that i hate yes because i was like yes. i literally wrote like to- who do i blame for this voiceover and then it was like again the like john Gilnitz crew and i was like this doesn't really seem like their vibe of a voiceover though and i think I there was it. a
0: secret edit i think there was some subscript notes yep <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was because it's, it's so bad. Yeah. It sucks. I hate it. it pro- possibly the worst cold open we've and seen so far. Why
1: is it filmed like it's at night? I just. <laughs> but it's like the fake night. Like, you know, like it's the yeah. fake night. Like, it's just. It's bad. I like. My brain was like, oh,
0: oh, man. Okay. It's bad. Yeah. And everybody shut up. Mulder just arrived. And he's oh, at yeah, the he's place here. where Emily made being He's finally here. David Duchovny finished his press tour for playing God. And he showed up to his real job <laughs> again. We were watching this
1: and Rena was like, oh yeah, he wasn't in the previous episode at all.
0: I was like, yep. It's kind of funny because they, so it was Detour, then Postmodern Prometheus, and then this two-parter. But they filmed postmodern Prometheus between these two episodes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because David Duchovny was going to be gone for a week, so they pushed Christmas Carol up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine how weird it is to like come back to this two-parter after filming a different episode. Yeah. They to- they also robbed us of this a very funny and emotional scene of like Scully telling him... That, like, she has a secret child. Yeah. Like, that would have been something. I would have been entertained by it. I also
1: feel like they robbed us of, like, Mulder tagging along to the Scully family Christmas. Like, he's the partner that, like, everyone kind of hates. He is! So, like, that would have been, That's why he wasn't invited. ...really funny, though. (laughs) They needed an episode where, like, they just... It yes. would have made it, A, a little less depressing. I feel like Scully wouldn't have spiraled as much as she did. And then, B, it would have been funny because, like, everyone's attention would have just been focused on how annoyed they were at Mulder instead of how annoyed they were at her.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I like I am a bit obsessed. Like, they don't really have enough, like, scenes of Mulder interacting with the Scully family. They needed more. Yeah. I needed more. Yeah. Because you're right. It would have been very funny. Yeah. But well, Mulder meets Emily, and his first, um, his first step to endearing himself to so the kid is to make a silly face, and it works. <laughs> and then I like Mulder, like looking and seeing the cross necklace around Emily's neck, and then looking at Scully like, "Uh, <laughs> hmm, are you doing okay?" Yeah. <laughs> is what his look says, and the answer is no. Yeah,
1: very obviously no. <laughs>
0: And so they, you know, talk to her briefly, and then they have their side conversation. And Scully's like, oh, thank you for coming. And, like, you're saving him from having to interact with Tina Mulder. Like, you are doing him a favor, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, not being with
1: my mom on Christmas? Sign me up.
0: <laughs> and Mulder had Pro look into the adoption records, mm-hmm. and they don't have the surrogate. It's just someone named Anna Fugazi. <laughs> he's irritated she didn't call him sooner. Um, but also, like, that's the last thing she needed, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think he would have helped in this situation. I think he would have helped sometimes, but not in this situation. She
1: wanted to do this on her own, and I think that that's totally valid. Like, she doesn't have to tell him
0: everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, like, there was a yeah, moment- when she need? Like, another guy, like, yeah, telling her, like, how... Not like he would tell her how to live her life. He's not, like, that kind of dude. Yeah. Except in, um never again <laughs> ignore <laughs> but um she's like okay well i need you as a character witness so i'm just happy you're here now and he's like well i should have declined but i didn't so i'm here <laughs> yeah it's definitely one of those things where it's just, just like, like and she uh, almost
1: did i mean she did call him right like she almost did yeah but then she made the decision to not to like not involve him until she mm-hmm. wanted to and like that's totally fine
0: yeah, this is extremely personal. It's very Scully, like yeah. You don't call her at the time, and you end up at, like in a motel room in Rhode Island, so covered
1: in someone else's blood.
0: So maybe you're yeah. not one to maybe talk you shouldn't speak on it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to be a character witness, and he's waiting outside, putting his sunflower seats on the courthouse floor, very disgusting. And Scully's family comes out and. Him and Bill Jr. square up a little bit. Nothing happens, Mm -hmm. but they have a little, like, Mm -hmm. stare-off, which I love.
1: (laughs) Hey, buddy, I don't like you. Hey. (laughs) It's mutual.
0: Yes, yes. Um, It's very powerful masculine energy radiating off. (laughs) (laughs) Just facing off. (laughs) And... Mulder is testified and it's just like you could just see like Mulder and him and then you realize like Scully's in the room and Mm -hmm. so like he's just saying all of this in front of her. Yeah. And it's like stuff he hasn't told her at this point. Yeah. And so she's just he's like telling her, but like not directly. She's he's like telling this dude who she's overhearing about how like when she was abducted, they stole all of her ova and that like Emily was made from that. And like Scully is like looking horrified. And like, that's why she's infertile. And yeah. It's, and like she- Mulder just didn't include this at any point to t- like, never thought like, Hey, I should probably tell my partner about this. Like really fucked up thing. The hey, I should have done warn her. you
1: that my testimony is going to maybe reveal <laughs> some extremely traumatic, uh facts oh about your life yes yeah. but he doesn't this episode just- and jillian's acting in the scene is like so good like Scully is so upset as anyone would be but she's trying to maintain her cool because like this is like you know she's trying to prove
0: that she can take care of a child exactly and like that's i think that's the crux of what bothers me so much about emily is that like Jillian is trying her best but I don't think the writing or the pacing or whatever it is is giving her enough time for us to explore Scully's emotions like it feels like she's triaging everything and it's 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 just it's so frustrating because so much of what happens to Scully happens to her. Right. And she has, like, almost... She has, like, no agency. Especially with this. Like, right. She can't even have her kid that, like, is biologically hers. Yeah. Like, granted, like, I'm not saying that, like, there being a process for, like, that isn't a good thing. It is. Right. There's <laughs> just so much of her life is just, like, we created this kid without your permission, without right. asking you, and you can't even have your kid, and you are going to know. do all these other things to you that, like, you have no control over. Yeah, she has, like, no choice in any of this. And, like, she
1: didn't even know about, like, part of this other stuff, too. It's just, like, some of it's yeah. just, like, it's done to her. And then she didn't even, you know, know exactly why she wasn't fertile. She just knew she
0: was. And it was, like, well, mm-hmm. because of all of this, of course. Yeah, And it's so frustrating. It's such a frustrating storytelling method because, like... Your characters aren't making choices. things mm-hmm. think choices are being made for them. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just not compelling. And so, like, whereas at least in Christmas Carol, it felt like Scully was actively choosing to look into it. She was actively engaging in this investigation. Right. She did have some agency, and it was an emotional journey. But, like, mm-hmm. this is like, okay, like, mother shows up, and a bunch of stuff happens, and you can't get ahead of it. And then the kid dies. It's just like... Yeah. It's really frustrating. It's
1: just like, <laughs> what, like,
0: what possible? What's like
1: the worst trauma we can turn this situation into? How can we make this the most yes. traumatic for Scully?
0: Everything they do s- to Scully gets to a point where it's just frustrating, and it's yeah. not fun to watch, and it really sucks on like a reflection of society and like a yeah. personal level of like,
1: yeah, it's just cool all over again.
0: Yeah, and. Mulder does have like his one good shining moment in this episode of like him telling the guy like I don't think it's my right or anybody else's right to mm-hmm. tell Scully whether she can raise her own kid. Like she right. can't have kids and this is her only chance. and I don't think it's my right to deprive her of that. And yeah. I think that's it can't encapsulates my feelings on this subject very succinctly. Yeah, and I like that Mulder said it because like he said that in the, <laughs> the courtroom. It wasn't really courtroom. It was like anyway. I mean, he said it on the record. Like it's it's like a deposition. Like he said that. Yeah, but like before that, he told Scully, "I shouldn't have, I should have declined doing this for you because I don't think it's a good idea." Yeah. But then, like when push comes to shove, he's going to support what Scully wants. Yeah. And she wants the kid, and he's like, "If you want the kid, I'm supporting you, even if I disagree." Right. Which is more than what her family can say. Right. Her family's (laughs) just like "Mm, no. Yeah, Mulder and Scully kind of hash this out. Where Scully's like, "Why didn't you tell me any of this?" And mm-hmm. he's like, "I didn't think this would happen." <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair. Like
1: it's it's <laughs> it's like yeah, this is obviously like how could you have predicted the situation, Mulder? But also like he should have told Scully earlier that mm-hmm. like her eggs were harvested. And it's also like okay, if they harvested her eggs, don't you think that they might use them? For, you know, yeah, something
0: yeah, like this, yeah. <laughs> Scully, I just didn't think you would find your child. <laughs> well, oops, she did. Oops, yep. And he, he says he he was trying to protect her, which I kind of get. But I think like if someone goes through something like this, where they lose power of their own body and agency, and like what mm-hmm. happens to him last thing you want to do is not tell them what you know about it right you know i just and like scully doesn't get mad enough about that you know what i mean yeah i think she's
1: so focused on like emily that Mm. like she hasn't really had the time obviously she hasn't had the time to process everything else that he's just told her right but i think that like Mm. that includes like i think that she should be and would be angrier in this situation if she was in like mentally a better state and not so focused on like this sick child that she now is the biological parent of. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely like she's so focused and like still kind of spiraling around everything else that like, yeah, she's not having like as normal of a response to this as she would.
0: Yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I don't totally disagree, but I feel like. It kind of speaks to the rest of the episode feeling a bit rushed, mm-hmm. like they need to hit their usual myth arc points. Mm-hmm. Where like they couldn't give us like a few minutes to yeah. have Scully kind of go off on Mulder for like withholding this information, and then focusing back on Emily. Right. I think it kind of speaks to the construction of the episode, and also like the writers' focus not really being about her emotions in that situation, right? Which is kind of like messed up. Like it should be about her emotions in this
1: situation,
0: yeah. But it's like, they're like, oh, we got that all out in Christmas Carol. It's like, no, like you you didn't actually. No. Nope. She didn't get to process having a kid like at all. <laughs> so Scully gets a call. It's the childcare center Emily's at. They rush to go find Emily and she's sweating profusely. She's very sick. And when Mulder picks her up, he finds this lump on the back of her neck and mm-hmm. it's green. So. It's the mm-hmm. green alien goo. Mm-hmm. She's an alien human hybrid. Of okay, course. whatever. Of course. So this this child's gonna die yep. and we're just waiting for that to happen. Yep. The doctor at the hospital is like talking to Scully because he asked if they were the parents and Muller's like, Okay, I gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> and Scully's like, I'm her mother. Mm-hmm. I guess I get the doctor's impulse to just like talk about this with the mo- mother, but like later when it comes out, like they're like, "You don't have any jurisdiction, or, like you don't have any say in this child's like welfare. Like you, this is biologically your child, but you don't have like she has no rights like, over her legal rights, yeah, to really yeah. be involved
1: in the treatment of Emily, which is like you know a whole other thing. But like she doesn't,
0: yeah. So this doctor is like doing some slight malpractice, yeah, <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Mulder realizes a little too late about the he makes a connection about the alien green goo mm-hmm. so the doctor pokes into it and gets sprayed by the goo gas poor <laughs>
1: this poor doctor was just trying to do like a punch excision on this girl's cyst and like got
0: yeah yep. whacked in the face with green goo that's that's kind of how it is in the X-Files universe you know you never know when the green goo is going to come for you yeah. <laughs> So Mulder goes to have a little chat with Calderon, the doctor who was treating Emily. And it's it's not a chat. It's not a friendly little chat. It's, it's he's gonna beat his ass. Yeah, it's but like a, okay. It's a so conversation with fists. Normally this kind of thing would really be up my wheelhouse, you know? Right. Because my lizard brain works in that way where I find that a little hot. Right. But this this fight is so lame. And like choreograph this. Normally
1: a man defending a woman's honor is a little hot. Um, Yeah, but this is like so comical, though, like, I don't know who directed this scene, but Kim Manners, it's bad, it's bad, what are you doing, (laughs) David Duchovny is like, it's just fake slapping this dude, it just doesn't fit, it like fits with the vibe that Mulder would get mad, but like the way he beats this guy up doesn't make any sense,
0: no, it's so
1: stupid <laughs> it looks so dumb it just feels it's so out so of nowhere silly. it's bad it's yeah it's it so does
0: nothing for me and like it's like trying to like do this pseudo machismo it's not working no. it, it it is no hallway scene of him yelling in like one breath uh when like scully shows up in the icu right it is not that He's, it pales in comparison to that you know it's like Mulder's also not skinner
1: you know, like Skinner could beat the guy's <laughs> ass and it would be like, yeah, great. Amazing scene. Like Mitch Pelleggi way better at um, stage fighting than, than <laughs> David Duchovny.
0: Yeah. Mulder scares him enough that he f- goes off to whoever's telling him what to do. So Mulder follows him. Just to briefly mention the Emily MRI scene only because Jillian is doing incredible acting in it. Mm -hmm. as she is throughout this episode right but like her flinch every time like the magnet like kind of starts is like really good i really like that right i was like wow
1: they're not even giving this child any ear protection because mris are freaking loud yeah and like i don't know any child that wouldn't just be like freaking out because it's hard to not freak out in an mri as an adult
0: Mm -hmm. like that's how that other child got fired. <laughs> oh,
1: really? Was it because, because they of, freaked out in the MRI the, scene? That's understandable. All, all
0: of them all the medical stuff I think really freaked them out and they were like, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's uh it's scary. It's really scary in an MRI machine.
0: They're freaking loud. So Calderon walks to this big old house and mm-hmm. the lurkers are there, and they're alien human hybrids, or whatever. Yeah. Um I'm surprised, the no one. Stiletto things, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the alien stiletto. <laughs> uh, and then they kill Doctor Calderon, and then they both morph into Doctor Calderon, and Mulder's fooled by it, which is hilarious, hilarious. Like, of course he fell like, for it. Oh God, yeah. Like they're just like whatever. He he forgot for mm-hmm. plot reasons. I don't care. <laughs> Emily, I, I say we find out what whole Emily's whole deal is. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> Do we? What they're offered uh explanation is that she has some sort of like paras not parasite, but like something is taking over her body. It's like it's
1: so funny because like it sounds like cancer, but the doctor's like it's not cancer, but then continues to describe <laughs> literally like the way that cancer behaves and her experiencing yeah, he's like, it's,
0: it's like he's It's like, it's not cancer because this is like directed growth, but also like it's growing uncontrollably. Like, huh? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like, uh, sounds like cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, as they're talking, we see Calderon walk past them. They don't. Mm-hmm. And then we see Calderon go and give Emily an injection. Mm-hmm. And as Scully is walking to Emily's room, Calderon's leaving and she checks on Emily and she doesn't, she's on her back. She looks, you know, distressed. So she chases after Calderon, which like she is doing like a light jog. I know
1: she's not good at chasing in this episode. They're like, you need to chase after him, but you need to be bad at it. And so it's like, yeah,
0: she's like, Like, this is your daughter.
1: Yeah. She's really not good at in this chasing at all. And like, we know, yeah, like, the mother would chase. be like
0: dead sprinting.
1: Well, Jillian would too. Like, we know how she's chased after the dude who killed Melissa. That's true. Like,
0: yeah. And even more recently, we saw her take out Kritschgau. Right. So, there's so many things in this episode that are just like very lazily done. Feel off. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy manages to change his face before she catches up to mm-hmm. him. And she's also not catching that. Again, yeah. they've seen these shapeshifters before. They would be aware. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Scully kind of updates Mulder on the facts of the case. And she's like trying to explain it to the detective as well, because mm-hmm. he shows up. And he's like so confused. <laughs> she's she's like, okay, Calderon was here and gave her a shot. And he's like, okay, so she's like not doing well. And she's like, no, she's doing better now. <laughs> I think they need her alive. And the guy's just like, what the hell is happening? Is I was just on? trying to investigate his suicide. <laughs> this dude, honestly,
1: is being, like, kind of, like, not, uns- like, not, like, super supportive, but he's not being unsupportive at the same time. Yeah. He's not, like, calling her a crazy, like, bitch or something, which, like, he felt, like, way more misogynistic at the beginning of Christmas Carol, like, where he would mm-hmm. tell her that. But he's just kind of like, okay. Oh, Okay, like, sure, like, let's, um, let's follow this, this part of the lead.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Emily conf- continues to be infected by whatever. The mm-hmm. courts continue to be mad about <laughs> Scully making these decisions about her child. hmm Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. Like, it is nice to see Scully pissed and she is like, I will destroy you if you, like, do anything to this child. Right. But like, also, I'm quickly losing patience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do. And Mulder follows a strange lead at the house where, like, it's like an old folks' home, but then like they've they're all surrogates for these alien human hybrids, and so it's just like a bunch of like old women like being like surrogate mothers. It's a bunch very of like pregnant eighty year old women. Who
1: also maybe aren't mentally all there.
0: Yeah, like, because he's like, your name's Anna Fugazi. She's like, it has been for the past 70 years. And it's like, your name has been Fugazi for the past 70. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, who are these women?
1: Yeah, like, it definitely feels like this is also like elder abuse going on. Like, they're not, Mm -hmm. like, totally, like, mentally cognizant. Like, they're serving... these like surrogates so they're just having kind of like constant pregnancies but they're like old but they're Mm -hmm. being given like progesterone and estrogen yeah but also like there's like other i just feel like their bodies are going through a lot of trauma it just doesn't doesn't connect
0: yeah like i don't think that's humanly possible like maybe alienly possible i don't know yeah. And then like Muller's like finding like this alien fetus that's moving and like goo. It is just like what Ugh. is going like what were y'all doing? This is so late. It's in green <laughs> goo
1: too. It's like doesn't it's just like is that so why is the why is the fetus
0: separate from the surrogates? Oh, I have so many unanswered questions that I don't care to be Do answered. they only
1: use the surrogates for like a certain amount of time, and then transfer the fetuses to like the green goo to continue developing.
0: <sighs> Maybe what was the tiny vials of green goo? There's, I think just... that was the treatment for Emily. The, okay, but what it okay. I it. Okay, now,
1: okay, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions with this whole situation.
0: But like not interesting questions, you no. know what I mean? Just like
1: one one. Confusing lady, question. Anna Fugazi again says that she's ready for her beauty rest. Like, do they magically turn them young? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so
0: confused. Not by enough this thought hole. was put into this to be honest. I mean, obviously,
1: because you can you can easily logic like a million holes into this plot point.
0: Yeah. So Mulder goes to leave. He gets stopped by the detective mm-hmm. and And then they get stopped by this fake Calderon. Yeah. And Mulder's like, okay, like, don't shoot him, please. He gains his senses again. (laughs) And so he's like, don't shoot him. But then he does, of course. And he gets the green goo. He gets green goo eyes. But Mulder gets out. (laughs) Yeah. And then gets fooled by him again. Like, he's not there when the detective gets gooed. But then the detective walks out and he's like, Oh, are you all good? And it's just like you're a fool. Like, this is just so this is such lazy writing. It I'm is. sorry. I feel this is bad. I feel like there were some like <laughs>
1: heavy script edits or something.
0: I don't know. I, I feel bad because they they were worked to the bone here, I feel right. like, but still it sucks. Yeah. I mean to be honest, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I, like, I was so prepared coming in this episode to be so mad about, like, the, the Scully stuff, mm-hmm. which I still am about. Right. But, like, it's so incoherent that, like, it kind of takes the edge off my anger a little, you know, where I'm like, I don't even think they really knew what they were doing. Right. Right. <laughs> we find out Emily went into a coma and Scully describes her as being born to serve an agenda, which Sad. she was. She was just yeah. someone's lab rat and Scully decides to just let her die. It's very sad. It's very sad. And so Emily dies. We finally see Scully's family again as they show up for the funeral. And why is Tara like wearing white? Like this entire like,
1: episode she's been wearing white. Like she wore white like or like in Christmas Carol too. Like she wore white like on Christmas when she woke Scully up. Like it's very weird.
0: Like, so you're telling me this This woman doesn't have, like, a black dress? I
1: just, like, I don't, like, the, like, I literally said, like, wrote down at the end, like, in capital letters and underlined, not the Virgin Mary imagery, because, like, they have it with the stained glass, but then they repeat it again <laughs> with Tara
0: and the baby, and it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can y'all stop being Catholic for five minutes? <laughs> it's just, it's not, like... Argh bad. Oof. Yeah. And also, like, when, like, Scully kisses her nephew's head and calls him Matthew, I'm like, that's such a Catholic name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, too much is going on here. Yeah, <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> it feels very heavy-handed, because it is. I don't know if this is intentional or anything, but Scully asking, like, what kind of men would create a child just to... whose only hope is to die. And it's just like, yeah, this is literally what the writers did. Like... <laughs>
1: But, like, also, like, isn't that Jesus?
0: <laughs> I guess, but he, he at least got, like, 33 years. And
1: That's true. That's true. Instead of three, he got 11 times the amount of time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Emily has suffered more than Jesus, if you think <laughs> about it. <laughs> Emily has
1: unironically suffered more than Jesus.
0: <laughs> and they didn't even leave the body. The body has gone. They left sandbags in there. They couldn't even let them have the body. Wow! But they did very politely leave Scully's necklace behind, so she gets that back. <laughs> but it's just like this doesn't work. Like we knew Emily wasn't going to survive because she was obviously going to be a weird child. She was obviously Scully be can't have a kid. Alien human hybrid too. It's like duh. That's the whole point, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like. I feel like this should have been, like, either longer or shorter, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, they yes. needed to give it more time to breathe or, like, Tighten it just up. get it over quicker. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> anyway, okay. That's the... We'll go to wrap up this annoying... <laughs> <laughs> That's the
1: episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time for our segments. Ooh. And first we have... Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. <laughs> our Mulder rating. And I was not digging that fight at all. That mm-hmm. added like way more points than a need- mm-hmm. needed to I gave him a seven. I was fed up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I um I gave him an eight because again that fight was like not good. And then I also like didn't appreciate how um he told Scully about um her ova being harvested during the deposition no, instead of move. warning her beforehand. That was really annoying. And then he just spent the rest of the episode kind of being an idiot. So, yeah. He said one nice thing during the deposition at the end. (laughs) And then spent the rest of it just floundering. So, yeah. He gets a solid eight. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And next we have... So, uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassy Scully-up moment. She wasn't very sassy. She was very sad. So... Uh, I'm honestly, I'm going to give it to Mulder's supportive words at the character witness, because I was sassy, and I liked it. So, yeah. sorry, Scully. Yeah, uh, I'm not giving
1: mine to Scully either, because there was absolutely, like, just pure depression from her during this entire episode, like, two-parters. I'm going to give it, actually, to the lead detective whose name I don't remember at the beginning of Christmas Carol, whenever she tells mm-hmm. him, like, it's a dick line, but, like, it is, it is kind of funny. Whenever, like, she tells him, like, um, like, it must have been, the number must have been 1-800-THE-GREAT-BEYOND from the call that she's getting.
0: Um, God, yes. Dick move at the so time, lame. but it was, like, the only, <laughs>
1: like, little quip in there this entire episode. Yeah. Yes. Also,
0: I thought he was a little cute. He had some nice hair. Honestly,
1: he was one of the more supportive people towards her by the end of Emily, so you know, I feel like he had a small little redemption arc. He really supported her. Like yeah. once, like she was like, "No, I think this woman was murdered," and he was like,
0: "Okay." And then it turns out that she was. So, yeah, she had very compelling evidence, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You know what? She's right." Yeah, this broad can investigate. <laughs> and lastly, we have. Welcome. You've got mail. Our ninetieth moments.
1: Hmm. Honestly. I was, like, really struggling thinking of a 90s moment for these episodes, but I'm going to give it to, um, like, Emily's, like, fits, like, her outfits, like, in the Mm -hmm. child center, like, before she goes to the hospital, obviously, because she's just wearing a gown the entire time she's there. But, like, she has a really good overall fit whenever she meets Mulder. I, like, just very, like, 90s, like mid 90s like childhood outfits like I had those overalls like it's definitely like mm-hmm. very nostalgic for me
0: yes yes that's a good one mine was the live burst website yep. looking every bit of 90s that a website has yep. ever looked it's very good I loved it
1: yeah I knew you were gonna pick that one so I tried to not pick that one <laughs> but it was hard not picking that one
0: yes because it is just it just slaps you in the face it, it reaches really out does. and slaps you um okay so these that was the episodes and i actually i always watch these twice and i was Mm -hmm. like i can't watch these two episodes like twice you know what i mean right and once was enough yep i still don't like them i do like christmas carol i still give that one a ton of props christmas carol is definitely the stronger of the two
1: yes it's like christmas carol i think is actually a really Interesting Scully episode, and then yes, Emily yes. is just a big old mess.
0: Yes, fully agree. It sucked. Um, I'm glad we're done with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say, I feel like they didn't make me as mad as I thought they would. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there is more annoying stuff that makes me more mad.
1: It's like one of those things where, like, I'm almost like so used to how they treat like motherhood in media and like infertility specifically in, in, sci-fi right in media that it's just like part for the course like it's honestly like not the worst but it's like you know a little tiring
0: it feels like they put a little bit more thought into it than the standard ones yeah. right maybe like, that's the 90s
1: moment is just how they treat like motherhood and fertility during these two episodes it's like exhausting but it's not like the most egregious thing i've ever seen until they got to that yeah. until they got to the the virgin mary stained glass window at the <laughs> end and i was like okay <laughs> that that's
0: too much yeah so i'm watching i've been rewatching doctor who it's taking over my mind it's not good <laughs> but right before we watched these for the podcast i watched the ones uh, i watched the the ones for amy mm-hmm. oh god Slight spoilers for season 6 oh god Amy has her whole like child thing and so we have like the good man goes to war where like she gets kidnapped and then like her kid is there but then like her kid was already taken and
1: so no. she doesn't get
0: to raise her kid but then like they kind of retcon it so she kind of raises her kid but like not really and it's just like exhausting yeah, and frustrating. Yeah Stephen Moffat that, And it's I guess. like Moffat really went to the school of making your redheaded have trauma pregnancies um a la Chris Carter <laughs>
1: I feel like Moffat really took it to the next level like it's like yeah, like like honestly like Christmas Carol and Emily is extremely tame compared to like that plot line that whole plot line in Doctor Who
0: yeah there's some parts of it I, I do, on rewatch I liked still but a lot of it was just like ugh yeah yeah, and like I feel like they are exploring it more than they ever let Amy explore. Like, yeah, having your kid taken from you in that way.
1: They, they, yeah, they really didn't let Amy explore a lot. In Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, and you know it's funny because I'm I've never been a big Amy Rory fan. I still am not, but I right. did like them more than I remembered. Right. I'm
1: I'm definitely not the biggest Amy Rory fan either. But like, I like them better together than whenever mm-hmm. they're, like, separate, I guess. Like, I think there's a lot of charm with, like, Matt Smith and, like, Amy and Rory, like, the trio
0: as, like, a whole. There her her boys, her poncho boys. Right. I think there can be a
1: lot of charm there. But just sometimes Moffat, just, it just, I can't, I cannot deal with it. It's really, I I applaud you for being able to rewatch Eleven because I honestly don't think I could <laughs> rewatch Eleven any of 11 and that's not against yeah that's not against matt smith that's against moffat
0: season five still pretty good season six is yeah mm, mixed bag and season seven is very Very bad bad. (laughs) very 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 bad it is so boring it is so boring this is not dr who uh podcast but um, (laughs) if you'd like if you like more of my thoughts on dr who you could follow me on twitter I like uh, almost every tweet in her thread. So yeah, my thread is getting so long. I know at some point Twitter like will break threads, so I'm like debating starting a new one.
1: Maybe um, finish out eleven on this thread and then with twelve start uh-huh. a new one. I feel like that's exactly kind of a reset for the show and kind of a reset, for, yeah. yeah, for your thread.
0: Oh, also another one that's a bit more spoilery, so I won't go into too many details. But for ma- for all mankind also has a pregnancy thing in one of its seasons and it's just it is way worse done than the other two examples Ooh, we've given like, wow that it's is really it's actually impressive. really poorly handled that is impressive and he was made 2022 which is Yikes. like more embarrassing on their behalf oh yeah you know what i mean
1: anytime you handle like anything related with women worse than Moffat is like real bad yeah all i know about for all mankind is that there's there's lesbians in it which it's like lesbian yes yeah, lesbians house.
0: Of course. Well, she's president now. So oh, now lesbian we have a, president. We have, yeah, we have a lesbian president in the Is 90s, Is that Abby actually. Jacobson's girlfriend, the lesbian president? Yes. Amazing. Um, yes. <laughs> and then you have the um, the forbidden love between the uh, NASA director and the uh, and cosmonaut some director. Some Soviet
1: person, right? Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of that. I love that. Marco
0: Sergei. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Marco Sergei. So that was the episode. <laughs> the episode. I, wait, I'm going to cut this, but we just had a very long <laughs> conversation. about <laughs> something completely unrelated. So, <laughs> if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm Swamp Creature with that extra E at the end. If you'd like to see my occasional rantings about Doctor Who. And the podcast account is Knedz Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we're Pod at gmail.com. And next time, we are talking Season 5, Episode 10. Chinga. Uh, Apologies if you speak Spanish, because I think I just said fuck. Um, (laughs) In certain dialects, that means fuck. I don't know why Stephen King named it that. I've seen seen the episode several times. I still don't know why. (laughs) Maybe he was having fun with it. Probably. Probably. But, yes, it's very notable because it was um, partially written. It was written by Stephen King and Chris Carter. So, we're going to talk about that episode. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a guest. And, yeah, that's it. I hope everyone made it through these episodes. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)